everyone, and welcome to another SDGC After Hours. Uh, my name is Jeff. I'm joined by Brittany and John today, and we're going to be talking about the latest uh, Final Fantasy XIV patch for Shadowbringers, which brings a conclusion to uh, the story that's basically been going on for a year now. Um, and I, I got some key points that we're, we're going to hit through through this talk today. Uh, there's, there's a lot I want to talk about. Um, mm hmm we're going to warn everyone right off the bat, this is going to be a spoiler cast. It is impossible to talk about, uh, I feel like, any of the story related to 14 without really going into detail, um, just because so so much of what's good about it is so very specific. Um, so if you haven't played Shadowbringers, if you haven't played especially Patch 5.3 and you don't want to be spoiled, just bookmark this and come back in like a week or two when you're done. Um, but uh, so... Uh, I want to jump in and just get our thoughts on the latest patch and the conclusion to this story. But I think before we do that, I just want to frame this as kind of a, a discussion about Shadowbringers as a whole. Um, like what the themes of it are uh, and how the story kind of developed. And I think my take on it is I th this, this, is, this whole expansion could have been really edgy. I, I rolled my eyes a bit this because they announced it before I started playing 14. I didn't play till after the expansion came out, and it was like become the warrior of darkness. And I was like, okay. Cue the god smacks on. Yeah, and then, but you know what? The whole game is about friendship. Uh, it's about the honoring the memory of your friends and the strength of those bonds and legacy. And like, man, I did, I did not expect this. This is I, my. I don't think I, anybody did. I honest, I mean, with you got you've both probably played a bit more Final Fantasy games than me. I played basically everything from the PS One games on. I haven't played the one through six, but really to me, this is probably me. in terms of story and writing, I think the best in the series, or at least uh, a, a very near a high point. So, mm -hmm. someone, give me your thoughts on on the conclusion to this story. Brittany, you I go was, ahead. I was really digging it up until the Xeno shit. Like, I was, like, 100% in. We're gonna hit it. that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was, like, I was just like, oh, this is such a good expansion. I love Norron. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm gonna miss it so much. I'm gonna miss the characters. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then as soon as we hit Xeno, like, as soon as you get back to Eorzea, like, it's mm -hmm. just like, oh, like, it's over. This shit again. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, you literally go back to the same shit. Like, that was my biggest problem. It's like, mm -hmm. there's been a year and some months between, um, you know, when you go to Norvron, you know, as opposed to when you get back. Mm -hmm. And it's literally, you're going back to the same storyline we've been doing since 2013, since 2.0. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you can't think of anything, like... Mm-hmm. Better. I, I'm actually I'm actually uh glad that we're kinda getting back to the like, you know, the real meat and potatoes of the storyline that started in A Realm Reborn because you know, I, I kinda get the sense that we are getting close to wrapping up the the storyline of the Asians. Um and But but see I felt like I felt like Shadowbringers did a very good job of that because I feel like up until Shadowbringers, nobody knew shit about Asians. Like nobody, like they were just kind of there, like playing right. devil's advocate for three expansions. Nobody knew their full like story, what 
what their intention was. And then Shadowbringers finally gave them a purpose. And it was such a good purpose that everybody, even even your characters, even your buddies that you're going through this with, they sympathize and they understand. And you have to go through and you have to destroy them because they're trying to destroy a whole fucking universe. And it sucks. Like, you're struggling the whole fucking time doing it. So, and then, and, and then you, it's it's the end, but it's not the end. So I felt like Shadowbringers neatly wrapped up the Asian storyline and concluded it, only for us to throw us right back into well, it. And, and, like, and that's and that's the thing. That, that is the thing that frustrated me. Like I wasn't frustrated going back to Xenos because I think Xenos is an interesting character. Um, but what did kind of get me going? Oh, was the appearance of yet another Asian. Yes. Uh, and, and I'm like, oh, I was like, didn't we kind of wrap this up? Like, 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 I don't expect this character. Like, I think Xenos is going to be the focus going forward in the next expansion because I've got a strong suspicion we're going to Garlemald finally. Um, but at the same time, yeah, like, you know, I'm like, okay, like, like, you know, I feel like, especially with uh, Elidibus's little soliloquy uh, after the Warrior of Light fight. Um, when really all he wanted was to be with his friends. Um, I, I was, yeah, I, I felt like that was kind of like the perfect bow on the package of yeah, exactly. everything that has happened, uh, with the Asian storyline up until now. And so, yeah, no, I agree with you. Like when, when we saw yet another Asian, who we, we have no idea who this is pop up with Xenos. I was like, Oh, you know, you know what okay. they remind me of? Xenos reminds me of like a dollar store Sephiroth. And Fandaniel <laughs> reminds me of like a dollar store Kefka. That's what it reminds me of. They're both very, like you have the badass guy with the katana, and then you have the crazy, who knows what he is, <laughs> flinging money, talking about shit. Like it just, it's, right. it really yeah. <laughs> well, for now, let, let's consider that like a post-credit scene because I did want to end the conversation with kind of some speculation on the next okay. expansion where the story's going yeah, and, we, and we could talk more about I do want to talk about Fan Daniel and Xenos because um, I, I think there's some interesting things to discuss there but so let's go back to I guess Shadowbringers up until they return to the source um, you know the you got, you guys mentioned finally giving the Asians a purpose and I think not just them but that's part of what the game does so well but especially Shadowbringers at 5.3 is taking old things that either didn't really have much purpose or were super boring and yes. reframing them and making them really interesting, both with the Asians and even Grahatia. I mean, I, again, I played this all last year and I was told to do the crystal tower stuff. So I knew right from the start. And as soon as I saw the tower, I was like, okay, I know who the Exarch is, but like, I'm imagining people that played haven't this played it. Like, yeah, I six... haven't played crystal tower since yeah. it came out. So I had no fucking idea who it was. And it's amazing that, that they can take a character like that and i'm like thinking how far ahead are they planning this stuff because i think some stuff they just decide to kind of go back and retcon or make this more important but like i really get the sense that they're playing a long game here and they know what they're doing no years. they are i mean i mean i mean look at elidibus i mean he first popped mm -hmm. up in uh you know a realm reborn if i remember mm -hmm. correctly um that's that's when we first saw elidibus and then now years and years later mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we finally had kind of like our, our big showdown with him. Well, uh, watching my watching my wife play, like she's in like like ten quests into the game, and I see talk about the rejoining already. I'm like, 
the fuck they were talking about that this? Has, yeah, yeah, that has to be really, like, I would love to go back and watch all the old stuff, at least with the Asians, mm-hmm. to see it make sense. Because there's a lot of, like, even when you play, um, fuck, what's that long-ass quest that you can't Manderville? skip? No, no, well, yeah, but no. Um, <laughs> Whenever you say long-ass quest, I immediately think of Manderville. The Silk no, Lance quests? Yeah. No, the, um, the end of... 2.0. What is that long ass quest that you can't you can't skip any of the cuts? The Praetorium. Yes. Yeah, the Praetorium. the Praetorium. <laughs> Even in that, like after beating Shadowbringers and going back and listening to La Habrea in mm-hmm. that cutscene, it was really interesting and like it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the uh, especially 5.3, I think has so many good moments. There's mm. there's one can really I, good. Can I talk like, about my favorite? Can I talk about my, my yeah? Go ahead, moment? go ahead. I want to talk about in the fight, the last fight, fucking when you're you're button spamming, right? Yeah. And then you come back, and it's fucking Emmett Soak, and you know it because he does his little finger woggle. I was yep. losing my shit. I was like, yes, I, <laughs> my boy at, came back. At first, I I I thought it was the like fourteenth uh, or like. The, um, yeah, 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 me too. I yeah. do too. And then, yeah, he turns around and does that, and yeah. you're like, oh my god. So, yep. so does that? So, I for me, so yeah, no, I was the same way, Britt. Like, I was like, oh shit, that's fucking Ebbet Selk. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. and then, so like, I guess he's he's not gone. Like, he's you. Well, so the way they describe it is he he basically was trying to liberate. Um, Elidibus to give him peace because he knows that he could not go on doing this all by himself because he was he was the last one out of the uh, convocation so that was his way of like coming back and getting rid of him but I'm not sh- I don't think it means he can come back I just I think it meant I, I don't mean, know because of the crystals that the f- you had or whatever but the fact that he didn't have his real appearance he just appeared yeah. the same as the rest of the memory of the Asians like that kind of tall um you know shrouded figure like yeah it's it was his memory a memory of him stored in there i think for his that he recorded for his friend to uh yeah. like you said to, to free him can we uh, can i just say real quick that uh emmett selk is a is a top tier final fantasy villain oh he's my favorite final fantasy villain hands like he's down. he's great like you know and and the thing about emmett selk is that he was such a great character and such a multifaceted individual that honestly like and this isn't a major knock but ending the expansion on Elidibus kind of kind of highlighted the fact that Emmett Salk in my opinion was a stronger antagonist than Elidibus oh, was absolutely. because because we didn't like you know his little his little soliloquy about friendship and at, at, after the warrior of light fight was great but that's really the only like this is really the only time we got to know Elidibus and had any real any real characterization of him other than I'm an evil shadowy figure and I want to destroy everything like Emmett Selk we got to spend and that's not really anybody's fault like we got to spend what a, a, a long time with Emmett Selk getting to learn about him mm-hmm. and getting to watch his character develop and with Elidibus he showed up in A Realm Reborn and then vanished for years and then he shows right back up at the very end, essentially, of the Shadowbringers expansion. And you got to fight him. And I, I, I just... Had they done... Had they re- reversed those? Like, had Elidibus taken the... You know, taken... Yes. 
Right. Like, had you encountered Olympus mm-hmm. first and then ended it on Emmett Selk, I think that See, would have hit a little harder I, for me. I think they knew Emmett is the stronger character, so that's why you give him a full expansion. Right. And that's why you give Elidibus a pat. But I, I agree, like, the order of them, it's like, it's really hard to follow up Emmett. But I think it's impressive, considering Elidibus was boring just six months ago, and, you know, in the span of one patch, they at least made him, you know, somewhat uh, right. more complex. So, right. yeah. No, I, no, I, 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 right. Like, I, I uh, and that's not to say that I didn't, like, I didn't kind of, like, squeal when the warrior of light fight was revealed. i was like whoa i was like okay like i was not expecting this that um, music was so fucking good it dude good. dude all the music in this game like especially oh the shadow bringers expansion itself just yeah. the music yes, just fucking the music slaps. has been shit is kiss like <laughs> like the um the uh the music for the hades fight uh, in particular, was mm-hmm. just absolutely incredible. Uh, that whole fight, like, like I felt like you know, like you know, kind of going back in time a little bit on Shadowbringers, I felt like the the whole Hades fight and the reveal that Emmett Salk is Hades, like that was the high point of the expansion for me. I was like, wow, like this everything about that last cutscene of Shadowbringers is literally mm-hmm. just the best, like goosebumps inducing, like. I, it was like 2 a.m. when I got to that point, and I was like, I can't fucking quit. I was like, I yeah. gotta go. It's I, I'm gonna be terrible because I'm like tired, and it's 2 a.m. But I was like, I gotta finish this because it's so good. And yeah, it was it was the most um, I want to say emotionally not draining, but like I felt very attached to this game in a way that I hadn't felt attached to not just any Final Fantasy, but a game in general in a very long time. So, um, I think that's why I was so disappointed to transition back to Eorzea because I really loved the world. I loved the characters. I loved the story. I just felt like they finally had fleshed a lot of shit, a lot of my issues that I have with 14 in general out. And it was just like this simple, I mean, not simple, but it was just this, you know, single story that it, it made sense and it, and it felt good. And yeah, it was just a good, good expansion and one of my favorite Final Fantasy games to boot. So it's just, it, it was sad to be like, okay, it's over. Yeah, I think that's, it's like, because you go to such a different place, um, I think mm-hmm. that clean slate is what helps. There's not exactly the baggage of like all this, like, you know, Gridanian. Even 1.0, like, the... like you have that, all that baggage. Like there's mm-hmm. so much... Like, there's, like, some of the best story is, um, fucking Bahamut stuff, and it's, you don't even have to do it. Like, it's just, you know, side content. And so it's, like, in order to really absorb all the story of Final Fantasy and understand, or Final Fantasy fourteen and understand, like, the lengths it goes to to story build, you have to do all this additional content and... Where, you know, whereas Shadowbringers, you just have, that's it. Like, you have the main story and you know side quest and like it's it's just more linear well that's kind of like you know that's the blessing and curse of of being an mmo right like it's you know it's a curse in the sense that in order to for this in order for these storylines to really resonate with you like you have to be playing them for years right um Mm -hmm. 
at the same time, yeah. like when you have been playing them for years and you have been following characters like Grahatia and Thancred and Alphanaud for, for years to see, like, for example, uh, you know, Grahatia become the Crystal Exarch and then, you know, you know, kind of regain his life in the first as as Grahatia, like those moments hit so much harder than mm-hmm. they would in just like a, a standard Final Fantasy game because you've had 30 hours with these characters as opposed to years and years with these right. characters and so well, one mm-hmm. go ahead jeff no i was just gonna say like kind of on that note um i thought one of the coolest parts of this patch uh was elibus walking you back through everything you've done <gasps> yes! yeah and like making that. you that kill was... everybody's like kill them kill them like the villain you are or something like that and it, yeah. it was just fuck that was so well done and that hit for me having just played all this in the span of the past year i can't even imagine being with this game for five or six years and then the emotions you'd feel just kind of like revisiting all those moments and stuff like that in that context Mm -hmm. um that that was that was my favorite i think part of Mm -hmm. other than emmett cell coming out but i think the what what was it called the was it the heroes something i don't know heroes gauntlet the heroes gauntlet yes yeah and um it it really just it, it really just kind of I don't even know how to explain it. It was just really fucking cool. And I remember going through it the whole time and just being like, <laughs> just, it, it, it hits a part that it, it should, it, it should, it should just be fun and silly, but it's not. It like, it, it makes you feel about everything you've done up until this point. And, you know, like well, these I'm... characters who died and you couldn't mm-hmm. save this person. And, you know, it's just like, I know when I saw Harsha font there, I was like, fuck. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it. he's basically trying to tell you, like, you lost people, I lost people, like, mm-hmm. I'm doing what I need to to get them back, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, he knows that your storylines are, are, are similar, he knows that your journey is similar, and this is his way of being like, this is why you're doing what you're doing, This, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing. I have a, I have a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, did anybody else just go to find themselves constantly going to Ractica Greatwood to just listen to the just listen to the music for a while? When like, you go back and see Yustola yeah. and do her thing, I got on my mouth and I flied out just to hear the Lahi one last time. Yeah, it's like so it's so good. I love. I, yeah. I, I that's one of my like. And again, like I can't highlight this enough. Like the music in. Mm-hmm. In Final Fantasy fourteen as a whole, especially when you're talking about some of the remixes of older Final Fantasy themes, is great. But like Shadowbringers takes it to a whole entirely new level. Um, like Jeff said, the uh, the variation on the uh, on the Hades theme that you get during the Warrior of Light fight, uh, I was just like, oh man, this is this is so good. And uh, it, it it fit the aesthetic of the fight person like like perfectly, and and mm-hmm. uh, that is one of the great things that Final Fantasy fourteen con- consistently does is that you can have great music, you can have a great soundtrack that doesn't really mesh well with what's happening in the game, mm-hmm. um, but that's not a problem uh, in Shadowbringers. I, I have yet to come across a musical track that does not perfectly suit the battle, or the or the aesthetic of the of the of the world around you. Uh, and that it's just so rare to me. Like it's rare that a game just nails it that consistently in that department. Exactly. And I mean, go ahead. Go Brady. ahead. No. Um, just in general, the why the game feels so good is because you had the music for every scenario. Like 
like even down to specific like conversations where the music subtly changes it's just so fucking good like not only is the music great but the way they they um put it into the story as you're doing it is just incredible and the what i was going to say is like we, we're talking about the music kind of you know fitting and meshing with the art and the regions and the you know context of the story but i think the other thing i really like is the strength of the voice acting in the game now oh, um yeah. the writing is so good and if you didn't have voice acting to live up to the quality of the dialogue and and the story i think it would really do it a disservice but i was especially blown away um by lena's um va in this expansion uh when uh, she's yeah. saying goodbye to the crystal exarch there's just there's some really nuanced um emotion in there like choking up here or there and stuff that yeah again like uh you know everyone though elitibus emmet selk um grahatia i think the the va is really really strong in the game right now and that's we all know not always been a strength of the series yeah what was what what else was wild for me in this expansion and one of like the real jaw-dropping moments uh, that i encountered was kind of uh the reveal that emmet selk was solus Galvis. Uh, you know the, the the first emperor of the Garlemald Empire, um, you know, because I haven't been playing this game for years and years and years. I've been playing it for about a year and a half, two years now, uh, and I don't know if that's something that they revealed before now. Um, yeah, they revealed it. Um, I think just before Shadowbringers. That that, that at the that, end that, of Stormblood. Okay, so that's when I started playing it. Was mm-hmm. was right before Shadowbringers. So so okay. So I was there for that as well, and I, I was like, whoa! Like like I I was not that was just like i got i gotta tell you i got real hopeful seeing him pop up during the warrior of light fight because i was like oh give us emmett selk back he's such a he's such a he's such a he's just such a bastard and i love to hate him uh, like he's he's great well, it's funny because right before like you're getting ready to take the crystals and go back to the first do you guys talk to all the the npcs as you're standing around not just like the um the quest giver i didn't know no yeah there's a lot of fucking dialogue like if you talk to um the additional npcs standing around the quest giver mm-hmm. so if you go around and talk to everybody Urianje says you know like because you're in like the crystal tower area he says you know it 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 feels sad that we're going to be in these halls like for the last time something along the lines i can't repeat his fucking old ass english thine <laughs> shit um he, but he says if you know you're in the we're in these halls one last time you know it'd be fitting you know if the exarch were here and he was like no that's not true he said it'd be fitting if the exarch were here and emmet Emmet selk were in the shadows grinning and plotting or something like that and it's just like even even the fucking characters like miss emmet selk so it's you know it's not just you it's like even they appreciated him and it's just mm-hmm. he's such a good good character i didn't give a fuck about him when he was introduced in uh stormblood stormblood yeah did not give a shit i was like oh boy another assian for me to not give a fuck about and then like mm-hmm. i think that's why i loved emmet selk so much is because he literally like i didn't care about Garlemald, I didn't care who he was, that he started the Empire, I didn't care about any of that. And the fact that he was able to come from that, for, um, in my mind, and become my favorite Final Fantasy villain, it's just... He was just so fucking good. Like, he's just an all-around good character. He's, he's evil and crazy enough to where 
you sympathize with this cause. So it's like, like when he fucking took out that gun in the the Vol three fight, yeah. I was just like, what the fuck, Evan? So like, <laughs> I was so bad, but at the same time, I was like, this is like it's so fucking random. It's almost comical. Like <laughs> only Emmett Selk, man. <laughs> we didn't even t- like like we didn't even touch on Vol three. Um, who I, I found like it was kind of like the one weak point of Shadowbringers for me, uh, simply because I felt like his entire his entire encounter, for example, was extremely rote, run of the mill Final Fantasy stuff. Like you know, guy becomes an an, an angel, uh, and you and you got to fight him. Um, just like countless Final Fantasy enemies have become angels and you've got to fight them. Like, there's a running theme where, like, if you're a Final Fantasy villain, there's a 75% chance you're going to turn into an angel at some point. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and yeah. I, I just, I found him very, I, I didn't find him very complex. He was, he was literally like, I was created to be a god. I, I was born to be a god. And so now I'm an angel and, uh, it, you know, like countless other villains before me and you got to fight me now. And, you know, I was like, okay, like, Val 3, like, I was really hoping that the, that, because I was afraid that Shadowbringers was just going to focus on Val 3, at, 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 and I was like, oh, man, like, I really don't find this guy all that interesting. Uh, so, l- luckily, they axed him about halfway through. Uh, it, I, but See, I feel it was really close to the end, like. Yeah, he was very I would have liked more it? time like, with Emmett doesn't play his card until, like. It's got to be like ninety percent through. I think the Vothry yep. fight is like level seventy-eight. Well, you so you're in the, the zone after that. It's the last zone of the expansion. I don't the Tempest, yeah. right? See, I I thought I remembered Va- Tempest, like I don't yeah. know. Maybe I maybe maybe I enjoyed the 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 back end of the game so much that it, it felt longer to me. But mm-hmm. but I just I remember like I remember the, thinking to myself like God, I hope it doesn't end trial. on Vothry. I hope it doesn't end on Vothry because I just don't find his character compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't until um, Big B- Luke B- Luke uh, talked yeah. about the Exarch in, you know, she mentioned that thing that the Exarch said about Valtteri and that he was just, you know, he was basically playing the cards that he was dealt. He was told that he was going to be a god and, mm-hmm. you know, he obviously he was evil, but it like it made me just think about Valtteri as a character a little a little more than just the asshole who ate people and turned into an angel you <laughs> the know asshole, that's a great that's a great descriptor for him <laughs> I, I will say that like the whole deal with the light wardens and the light made some actually really effective use of body horror that i was mm-hmm. not expecting from from uh, a final fantasy game no uh, like in the opening, uh, in the opening of Shadowbringers, you know when you see can't remember her name, but you see that girl transformed into a uh, into a light warden. I was yeah, yeah, I was like oh, I was like oh, <laughs> I was oh very that's not unsettled. cool. Yeah, I was like I was oh. very unsettled. Yeah, that, well, that, like, that it, it was like, at that point when I realized I was like this is going to be different than anything we've seen up until this point this expansion is going to be different. For me, that moment was like a half hour in when I meet that nice NPC by the fire in Norvrant and I'm like okay see you later and then like 10 minutes later they're like well we found his hand or something like that and I'm like oh, oh fuck yeah and then you're <laughs> oh and then yeah you're ha- yeah when you first get in yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
and then you like, oh, okay. and, and, and then you see and then you see an NPC uh, that you that seems like she's going to be important turned into like a melted candle monster, and I was yeah. like, okay, that's not cool. Like, I don't I don't like that at all. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I I thought that the um, I thought that the whole light, like I j- I just wish they had capped off the light wardens with a more interesting villain. That's all. Um, yeah. But uh. Like as a whole, like I think this is like not just peak Final Fantasy fourteen, but like as in terms of storytelling and world building and character development, I feel and especially music, like I feel like this is just peak Final Fantasy period. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is some of the best Final Fantasy content that the franchise as a whole has has ever received. Um, and I, you know, you wonder, Jeff, you would you would mention talking about this earlier, so to kind of loop it back around. Like I was wondering if we could talk about what we think is coming next. Um, yeah, I wanted to to kind of transition to that. Then we're we're talking about characters, right? We're talking about right. which characters we think are strong, which are weak. I I know Brittany and I have different opinions on Stormblood because I play. <laughs> I like Stormblood a lot, but I just mashed through that shit in like three weeks, and um, you know that that's fine. But I Two agree years. that I at the time coming off of Heavensward, I thought Xenos was very boring and one note. But now, after playing Shadowbringers, I'm kind of open to that contrast where you have, on one hand, really sympathetic, compassionate villains who have some deep motivations, and I can almost appreciate um, how single-minded Xenos is, just like a ruthless, uh, bloodthirsty serial killer. You know, that being said, I don't think the execution was there in Stormblood. I liked the expansion mostly for um, some of the, like, the revolution story and stuff like that i didn't think he was a strong villain but i want to say i'm this team has my full confidence now i'm i want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they took Asians and made them interesting so mm-hmm. i'm like okay this is what xenos was before you've done all this weird shit he was possessed then he wasn't then he got his body back now like i'm willing to see what they want to do with him my biggest gripe was that they made it sound like his whole driving force was to have a battle with the Warrior of Light like you did before mm-hmm. Shadowbringers. And I'm like, that's not interesting. Like, we literally <laughs> just came off of a story where it's like you have these people yeah. wanting to sacrifice an entire universe to get their one world back. And then you're going to give me a villain who wants to fight me? Like, get in line, bitch. <laughs> like, there's so many people that want to do that already. You're not interesting. Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, I, I'm a little... I, I'm being pulled in two different directions on where I want this to go now. Because, you know, on one hand, it, they're clearly setting up a big Xenos plotline in the next expansion, mm-hmm. which makes me think that we're going to Garlemald. Uh, you know the actual seat of the empire because we haven't we haven't even we haven't even touched that yet we haven't even been there. On the other hand, with the introduction of yet another Asian, I wonder if we're gonna finally get some closure on the whole zodiac uh, story. Because, oh, absolutely. Because I you know you know we, we constantly boss. talk about you know talk about Lord Zodiac, Lord Zodiac. <laughs> like, when do we actually get to encounter Lord Zodiac? And so I wonder if that is going to be the focus going forward, or maybe a combination of the two. See, like I said earlier that, um, and I had this conversation with one of my friends, um, that Finn Daniel is very reminiscent to Kefka. I think he, like, much like Six, like, and the Emperor and, you know, Finn Daniel, I think he's going to use Xenos up until a certain point and then axe him off and then he's going to become Zodiac or whatever. Like, I think it's going to be very similar to Six in that aspect. I think... 
you know, he's an Asian. He's just going to use Xenos to get what he wants and then eventually get all this power or... Well, I mean, I don't know. Well, like, I don't know how summoning Zodiac works, but, uh, like, I have a feeling he's just going to use him to get what he wants. And it's then... possible, but I'm not, sh- I'm not sure if I think that's going to happen because when you look at what happened with Vothri, right? Like, Vothri was very clearly a puppet with his strings being pulled by Emmett Salk. Like, he was literally... Like, he had Emmett Salk to thank for the reason that he was born Half-Light Warden. Yep. Um, Xenos, Xenos is a much like stronger and more competent character than than Vothri and he doesn't come across to me as somebody who is going to have his strings pulled by by anybody so while while I I, I agree with you that I think there there's there's more to um there's still more to the Asian storyline to be had like I don't know if that necessarily means that Xenos is going to be you like you know for lack of a better term kicked off a floating continent uh because uh because he just he seems too he seems too aware of the machinations uh, of the Asians to allow himself to be to be tricked by that at the end of that scene doesn't he basically just like okay like fuck whatever crazy guy like he just completely disregards fan daniel and is like well yeah and that's what makes me feel like not that fan daniel's gonna manipulate him and pull Mm -hmm. strings but he's just gonna like kefka he has this high position of power and he's just going to do what he wants to get more power. And then when he doesn't need the approval of, you know, mm-hmm. the king or whatever the fuck Xenos is, it's gonna he's just going to be like, all right, well, whatever happens to you happens to you. Like, whether it be him, <laughs> I don't necessarily think you kill him himself, but I, I, I don't know. It's all just speculation. I do hope I that think... they make, I would love if they made, like, because, you know, like, Emmett Selk was revealed to be Hades, right? That was his actual name. Um, I would love it if they revealed Fan Daniel to be like, I don't know, Fat Chocobo, you know? Or, or like just, just like a version of Doom Train from oh just a big gosh. evil train that you that you have to fight. Like make him something absolutely ridiculous. So on the topic of Fan Daniel, I, I have a lot of trouble following story in games sometimes. I just... It, it no, takes I me a while too. to comprehend what I read, so I have to like go back to lore sites and, and follow up on it. So, mm-hmm. Fan Daniel is a he's the unsundered Asians are gone, right? Right. The original so fourteens. What, what is the, the difference 14s. between like a sundered Asian like Fan Daniel? Like, what are his limitations? He can't come back after he's killed, or I have no idea. I'm not sure either. To be I, I don't think anybody does. I think that's why it's. So, I mean, I'm yeah. not. I'm sure there are hardcore mm-hmm. 14 lore people who do, but I have no idea. I, I don't know what the difference is. It, he, he basically came in and said, okay, all the boomers are dead. It's my time to shine. <laughs> like, Yeah, the impression I got was that the um, the unsundered Asians like Emmett Selk had the ability to travel between worlds because they exist in their whole form, whereas sundered Asians only exist in their specific fragments. So... To me, I think that means Fan Daniel is stuck on the source, um, and I guess, uh, you know, I'm I'm really curious. There was a line, there was a line that someone said, and I can't remember who, but it said, "This will be the final tale of this star." And well, didn't they didn't they say that they weren't going to continue releasing expansions? Is that is that me? They, I think all it was was one of the producers said they think they could wrap up the story within two more expansions, but they didn't like definitively see, I mean, 11 just got a new story 
update or is getting one soon. So I don't. I think the game still has a lot of life. Well, yeah, I think I, it's gonna get updated. I just don't. Uh-huh. I mean, like eleven hasn't yeah. had an expansion and. Mm-hmm. I think they 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 said two more expansions is what they had vision, but I'm wondering like does this line the final tale of the star is that referring to the final expansion or is that saying like maybe this is the end of the story on the source and maybe we're going to go back to the first or even to a different shard it's possible like so so i mean with the news that this game just hit 20 million subscribers like they're not dropping final fantasy 14 like no absolutely it's just not going to happen um so i i think anything that comes after like for example like you know people have been speculating that for example, you know the the Lord Zodiac storyline would end the game. That ain't happening. Um, they'll they'll find something else to do. Um, I don't know what form that takes, but they've already said that that there is going to be a a PS5 version of Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, like you said, they've got a long game planned, and with with twenty million subs, they're not. I mean, Final Fantasy XIV is one of the biggest revenue pushers for for Square Enix now. Um, it mm, might actually absolutely. be the biggest revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, generator that they have, um, and they are they are not gonna like Final Fantasy fourteen was responsible for pulling them back into the black financially. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. they they are not going. They're not dropping this anytime soon. The yeah. only thing that gives me pause on that is I think it's been obvious for a long time they're really working with some severe tech limitations, and a lot of that came from the PS three, uh, which you know they dropped support for that I think around Stormblood. But I wonder how long they can keep telling the stories they want to tell within these constraints. Like at some point, that's going to push them to a new game or a new engine. And I thought there were there were some things in 5.3 that blew my mind. One was like, when you go back to the uh, the pendant or whatever, like your room on in the Crystarium, you pour liquid into like a cup. And I'd never seen anything like that in the game. And then mm-hmm. in the final cutscene, Kryle takes a bite out of bread. And it actually takes, like, a bite out of it. And I'm like, holy yeah, and, fuck. Yeah, and fucking, um, say when she, like, puts her head on the table, I remember screenshotting yeah. that and being like, that's <laughs> a big mood right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, and, like, her hand motions. I noticed that, too. Yeah, and, like, yeah. um, Grahatia, like, his ears and his mannerisms. I was mm-hmm. like, this is all really fucking different. And then, of course, all the Finn Daniel shit. So, I yeah. mean, it definitely feels like they're going to be implementing more... Instead of just basic, like, emotes. Mm-hmm. Like, it definitely feels they're going to... Uh, yeah, I, I be... hope so. So I think that's part of what, what I think. If they can, you know, how much they can squeeze out of this, I think some of that's going to play a role. In... But ultimately, I think money's the main driver here. And like right. John said, you, it's we know how communities react to being told, okay, say goodbye to all your current characters and start over. You know, that Destiny's done that. <laughs> so, yeah, they're not uh, going to so... do that. Like, like I could see them like, like if you wanted to kind of reboot everything at some point, I could see them doing like, like hitting us with like an eighth um, uh, umbral calamity and just kind of resetting the whole world and, and setting up, setting it up to do something new. But they're not gonna like, like Final Fantasy. But that's what they did an, for two point What's that? That's what they did for two point yeah. yeah, like yeah, just just yeah. like reset the like like they'll do they'll find a way to keep it going. They're not dropping this, but. And and they're also not gonna like at, at this point they're not gonna make people say goodbye to characters and gear that they've been accumulating for for years now. That's just in my opinion not gonna happen. Yeah. So I um, looked up the Asian stuff and Finn Daniel is an Asian overlord, and it says that um, 
The unsundered La Habrea Emmet Selk and Elidibus are the most powerful Assians. Under them are Assian overlords, whose souls belong to the rema- remaining sundered members of the Convocation of Fourteen, the group that summoned Zodiac. That clears so, it all up. So Fan Daniel isn't even a member of the Convocation. He basically yeah. answers to them. Right. So he his so basically. Uh, that that what that says to me is Zodiac is still going to play a huge part in the next. Probably, season. I would I I, I, I would yeah. be stunned if they just let that one slip but away. But if they would have fucking said that in that last cutscene, I would have been like, oh, okay, so like that's mm-hmm. why Asian still exist. You know, like it's just it's a small bit of information that could have like just and that's my biggest problem with fourteen is they don't do a great job of executing the story that they're trying to tell. Like. Right. You know, it's like if they would have just mentioned that one set, what that one sentence that I read, then um, yeah, it, it would have been better. So, sorry, I was start, I was starting to read again. No, that's fine. Um, no, I think that, and that's part of the problem with uh, the the evolving nature of this game, right? Is like at some point you've reached your like you can't constantly top every expansion, which is kind of what people expect, and that's what I mentioned after I played Shadowbringers. I'm like. Man, this was great, but I'm also kind of bummed because I don't see how anything else can. Um, that can that live was up my feelings and after it. I, it's I the same think... as, it's the same as like you know your favorite bands and stuff like that. Like I'm like, man, this album, and then like the next 15 years, it's just everything's like, all right, I'll listen to it, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. It, you just you, sometimes you can't recapture that magic, and it doesn't mean that the other stuff can't be like good in its own way. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think. Norvrant in the first is such an interesting and amazing location. It's, I can't imagine yeah. we're never going back there in the main story quest, whether it's the next expansion or just parts of it. I have to think it still plays a role. That's what makes me sad, right? Is that you get all these expansions and you get these new worlds and it's just like you never really see or hear from them again. Like mm-hmm. they just now started implementing Heavensward stuff, rebuilding Ishgard. They mm-hmm. just, it's been like, what, three, four years since so that expansion? It's a, yeah, it's been a long time. So it's like, you you don't care. By that point, it's been so much time has passed. Like, you don't really care. Like, and so all this to say, I hope moving forward, they find a way to integrate the previous characters, the previous expansions, mm-hmm. the previous areas a little better. Um, rather than just like, <laughs> they're just mm-hmm. a zone that you play in during this expansion and then when you beat it you just don't go back there ever again you know it's the same with the characters like i really loved um a lot of the heavens word characters mm-hmm. you don't really hear from them anymore like it's just i hope moving forward that that they do a better job of implementing the tools that they have and the characters they have and that that was my biggest thing about this expansion and i remember wanting to tweet about it was um i wonder because this expansion was so well received, you know, Emmett Selk, the Exarch, all that, like all these characters in the world, like, I wonder if they're going to bring them, I wonder how they're going to integrate them into the new story if they are. Like, to me, it seems silly that they wouldn't because this is like the most loved expansion, you know, like, yeah. No, I, I think. No, I, uh, go Jeff, ahead, John. No, 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 Jeff. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I agree with everything. Like you just got me thinking again. Uh, when I played Stormblood, like I thought Yugri was really cool, and like I don't even remember the last time I saw her. Like the, the, mm-hmm. when you talk about the regions, like the Asm Step was a really cool. Oh, I like, love the Asm Step. Yeah, like, it, it, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful area. I'm like, 
I don't think I've been back there. Like everything, like I like I loved the aesthetic of Kugane so much that like uh, I, I yeah. just go back there to chill out for a while. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I I just I I would and you know like um you know like Brittany said like I would love that like I know that world I don't play World of Warcraft and never have but I do know that, that they kind of reset all of the old beginning areas with their Cataclysm expansion a while back. And and you know like you know like shifted everything around and made it feel new and I would love to see them mm-hmm. do something like that yeah with uh, with you know uh, you know Thanalan and and other didn't and you they, know didn't they say they were gonna do that did they I'm not sure I'm not sure mm-hmm. um I don't I well, I don't I don't maybe they, they were just gonna rework the story to where it wasn't so grindy no that's Is what that they what did they, oh, they okay yeah no they compressed the uh the Realm Reborn storyline uh so mm-hmm. people. So it wouldn't be much of a as much of a grind getting through it, but I don't think they've mentioned anything about actually physically yeah. rearranging the the starting areas, which I think would would be a really interesting storyline and and would give you a reason to go back and visit those areas. Uh, yeah. You know. So yeah. Like I, I mean, who knows what the future holds? Um, I I would imagine we'll probably hear something about the next expansion in January or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I but, think it was uh, supposed to be for um because they usually announce a new expansion at FanFest. Is that in so- December? No, it's usually November. Uh, okay. It was, yeah. it was, last year, I think it was November nineteenth. So, th- um, everybody was anticipating a new, um, a new expansion, uh, mm-hmm. teaser trailer or something. So, uh, I'm wondering if they're going to do something virtually, like all the other conventions have, or you know, because obviously it was canceled because of COVID. Right. So, uh, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they're going to have like their own little showcase or something. Well, I. I don't really have anything else to, to touch on. Did either of you have any final thoughts before we, we wrap it up? Uh, no, I think I've got everything. I, I think I covered everything that I wanted to. Um, you know, I just it's it's really really encouraging to see the direction that mm-hmm. that the story is taking. And my only hope and I guess concern is keeping that momentum into whatever we get next because Shadowbringers was good to the point where the next act is going to be, it's going to be hard to follow that up. So we'll see, mm-hmm. we'll see if Square Enix can keep that, can keep, kind of keep that momentum rolling. That's all I got. <laughs> I, I, I think it's the same. It's, um, you know, it's kind of like Final Fantasy VII Remake. It, it didn't end quite how you wanted it to, but mm-hmm. they did such a good job delivering the, uh, you know, the previous story that you have hope that it's still going to be good. And so I hope, mm-hmm. I'm not excited for Xenos. Uh, I'm not excited for Garlemald, but I hope that they can make it interesting. <laughs> well, maybe I'm open maybe to Emmett the Stolt idea. Will come back and just wipe out Fandaniel and Xenos. Yeah. Well, I mean, Garlemald is like 98% based on the Gastalian Empire, so so you know that you know that I I, I want to go there just for those Final Fantasy VI vibes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well. Uh, I guess we'll wrap it up there. Thanks to both of you. This has been a blast um, talking about Shadowbringers. It's been uh, just been eating me up. I, I don't have a lot of people that play this game to talk mm-hmm. about it with uh, in this level of detail. Um, yeah. So again, thank you so much, Brittany, for joining us. Uh, yeah, absolutely. John, I guess it was nice talking to you again. Yeah, I'll see you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see you again <laughs> in like four days. <laughs> uh, so that, that's it for us. Uh, this has been another episode of SDG, SDGC After Hours. My name is Jeff. Uh, this was Brittany and John. You can catch our live show every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. And until then, have a great day, everyone.